Welcome to Our Kind of People and today in our safe space at Riverside Meadows Academy we have the lovely Bo Robert. Hello, thank you. And our special guest today is the wonderful Danielle. Welcome, Danielle. We've literally Hi. just grabbed you from outside yeah. in the scorching heat, haven't we? I mean, I think it's kind of a good thing. Oh, we get yeah. a little bit of a break. It's getting a, a bit, bit hot. hot. But, I mean, Danielle, we've been really lucky at Riverside Meadows to have you. Um, obviously, mm. we've we've been through, as a, as a whole, the whole world has just been through quite a crisis, the COVID crisis, yeah. and... Um, it really has impacted on, on, on many, many different ways. But what has worked for us is that we were able to have you mm. um, where under normal circumstances you wouldn't have been available because no, no. your day job actually is, um, you're an air hostess, yeah. aren't you? And you yeah. are flying. So you weren't able to do anything. All the planes were grounded uh, yeah. and the situation meant that you couldn't travel. So you came to work with us. And you've been with us now for a whole school year, um, supporting a lovely learner um, on a one-to-one who really is quite anxious and you've mm. developed a really good relationship. So um, we just want to talk to you really just about how it was and, and, your, and you know, any, anything that you can, you know, talk about. Um, I'd say it was very rewarding. I, like, the one thing in my flying life that I don't have is that consistency like every single day is pretty much not the same but like you have like a routine and I don't have that normally and it's something I quite like having and you kind of have the time to build like good relationships with like staff learners which at work normally I fly with different people every single day so you're kind that's of, really hard. Would you say that? Tell hard? us about it. It's good because everyone's <laughs> always on their best behaviour because you're new. Like you're new to each other, so like no one's too bad in that scenario. But I think when people like if people get over comfortable, that's where sometimes it gets a little bit funny. But everyone's new to each other all the time, so everyone wants to like have fun. Like you're on trips, so you get to do fun stuff. So everyone's always up for going out, mm. doing fun things, exploring. Mm. It's quite good. But. So how does it work? You set off with this new group of people that yeah. you might have met, but yeah, might not have. there might be odds like here and there where you're like, hey, I think I went here with you, or someone's like, oh, I think I flew here with you. I'm like, I've never been there, so that wasn't that, that wasn't me. But yeah, and then you'll all you'll do the flight, and then yeah. you'll land in. Where would you land? Could quite literally be anywhere. The last one I did was Maldives. So you land in the Maldives. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would get off the flight, yeah. and then what do you all do at that point? Because um, our listeners probably have no idea. Um, sometimes there's like a separate immigration for like crew, and then there's like a crew bus. We all go to the hotel together. That's organised by the airline, and then everyone kind of just exchanges numbers, and we all just explore together, and then go for dinners. It's like a little social bubble, quite a unusual. Holiday. Yeah. With people that you've only just met. Yeah, it's like therapy though. Colleagues. It's like therapy. Like you talk to them about everything as if they know you through and through and then they're like, I just spoke to a complete stranger about everything. Wow, so there's like a safety in the unknown. Yeah, it's like middle of the night, like three o'clock when everyone's asleep and you have your cup of tea just trying to stay alive. Then you end up having therapy. <laughs> like full on. Because they're a stranger, you're never going to see them again, really. You just you chat might. through life and you then might, yeah. like, bye. 
and then you get back on the flight. How long would you be there in the Maldives? Um, well, mine was 23 hours. <laughs> Not very long. America's are sometimes 24. It just depends on the trip and like time difference, what time you started in the day. Like there's so many like flight time limitation things that makes it quite difficult to work out how long you legally have to have. Okay. But kind of have to make the most of it and so it's sleep, kind of sleep like, when you get home yeah kind of like a dinner out and maybe a night yeah. out and then you go back to your hotel yeah. and then the next day you're flying back often yeah okay you just have to try and squeeze as much in that you can without because you don't want to be like mega tired on the way home because you have loads of like safety things that you're responsible for and people when you sit there when there's like hundreds of people staring at you and you're like oh, mm. well that's the wrong. thing <laughs> that's the thing i don't like flying <laughs> i can honestly say i mean that doesn't surprise you Bo, does it well for me to say that um no. does it no <laughs> no i i'm terrified so i you know, you say a hundred people staring at you it would be me, me literally <laughs> like <laughs> drilling into your facing like waiting happen. if they look worried i will look worried if they seem quite serene and calm yeah. and we have no peanuts mm. flying everywhere <laughs> that happens doesn't it all of a sudden there's what nothing like are you on <laughs> Oh, I've been, I've, I've been on them, though, but obviously not heavily medicated, as you would expect. Um, but I do, I do oh. like to be able to weather spoons before I get oh, on and just steady I mean, the medication, steady my nerves. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. with a good fry up <laughs> at, at some ridiculous time and half a cider. You know, oh, and you think, God, gosh, that doesn't make you feel so good. I know one will. You think to yourself, steady your nerves. What time is it? Oh golly, it's half eight in the morning, and I'm in a weather spoons, having steadying. You know, but no. In all seriousness, it terrifies me. It, it doesn't make sense. Mm. The science of how it we're up and away, and then all of a sudden we can start watching films and things, and you know, eat. And, it is and all, a lot it's, to comprehend. It's too much, um, yeah. and then it's the coming down. Yeah, it's the going up, the coming down, just all of it, <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing, really, um, and just just relief, and then yeah. I, then the anxiety starts again, obviously on the return journey. <laughs> so, oh, you must be a pleasure to travel with. <laughs> Remind me not to go on holiday with you ever. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, cancel it, Jeff. Cancel it. Producer Jess, cancel it. Cancel the girls' holiday. <laughs> Be traveling to Ibiza on a ferry and a on train. a boat. Yeah, that's it. That's where we're going. Um, my, I think I've told you this story, Danielle, before. My father-in-law is an aerospace engineer, so he designs planes. That's his whole job. And um, so when I fly with him, they used to live in Canada while he was designing this new jet for. Um, I can't remember what the company is. Bo- Boeing, maybe. And. Um, when he when you fly with him it's great because if you hear a noise he knows what that might be and yeah, i would what, be like, falling off or yes. what you know Brilliant. it's not like that friends episode with the phalange <laughs> it's so much more detailed <laughs> but it sounds like he's talking a load of phalanges and it, it's really soothing and oh, i think it's soothing you for me I'll say, he has an explanation for all the yeah. noises i'll say oh that's that's just gone up because i'm I'm not the best flyer. I'm not the worst. You know, I'm not in. I'm not putting not myself not in your category here. No, um, but I do like to kind of focus on the air hostess and make sure that they're kind of they're, they're happy. Calm. Yeah, mm. 
Because if you hear a noise you've never heard before, you just sit there like, especially some of the seats you do literally face everyone, you can hear like, hmm. So you just... I've not heard that before and I'm like, I don't, I think no one looks, like, no, no one else looks panicked. I was like, I just don't recognise it, but then I'm like, if, if it's something bad, something else will follow and something else will tell me that that's not a normal sound and then I'm just like, is that and normal? That is why I'm not going on holiday. Are you okay? Oh, I'm, do you know, fine. I'm fine here because I'm on the ground. Yeah. And I'm sitting oh, down. Nothing will happen. No. Have yeah. you ever had anything bad happen whilst you've been in the air? Other than turbulence. No. And that in itself is... But no, all you have to do is keep your seatbelt on. Pack everything away, put your seatbelt on, you'll be absolutely fine. The plane is not going down. The plane's not going down. It's, it's not going to going fall up and down and it's shaky, not, it's shaky. It's not going to fall out of the sky. <laughs> and my father-in-law will be going, with, the reason this is happening is because we're just in an air pocket. Maybe. And it really maybe. suits me. It's soothing. Like, mm. Maybe I need Danielle on one side and your father-in-law yeah. on the other. Love and then it. that could just keep me out of weather spoons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep you sober for that trip. <laughs> just for that trip. Because, yeah, maybe, that's, that's always a thought. Maybe Danielle, mm. one ear, yeah. father-in-law in the other. Ian Roberts, if you are available to fly I mean, if all he's of not, Sarah's he could just do, future flights. He could do something and I could listen to it. Maybe he could do a podcast. Oh, my gosh. Ian and Danielle could do a podcast together. And then I could listen to yeah. it mm. as, uh, as we go through. It and, yeah, I mean, yeah, I could go for a real long haul <gasps> then, couldn't I, eh? What's the longest one you've done? Uh, Florida, I think. That's fine. It's mm. a big one. That's a long one. Mm. Yeah, I think that is the longest. You survived. I, I you did. Going? I did. Well, I mean, obviously, I had a complete breakdown <laughs> before, but the, the actual flight itself, I survived. But other than that, my I was divorcing my husband. Um, you know, I, I, it was it was so bad. My anxiety, it's 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 there. I had to get onto that plane, and I thought actually my legs aren't going to take me. Oh dear, no, my feet have stopped. It wasn't. Oh no. I wasn't moving, but I got dragged on. Have <laughs> you ever dragged anyone off? No. Well, we had a guy that he sat down. It. He said it was really weird. As soon as his wife became pregnant every time from that point on when they were due to get on a plane he'd get on and he could he felt so trapped and you could see his face was not okay and i was like we we have it was all it was from south africa to here so it's like 10 like just over 10 hours and then he started to fly to iceland afterwards and i was like this plane is sturdy so if you're really concerned in this one you're going to struggle flying to iceland but he was pacing up and down for like 25 minutes while we were deciding if he could he could come because he did not look great but a bit of a bit of persuasion but some people just sit there and shake for a while and then i don't think it's a phobia i'm ever going to overcome mm. it is just i overthink it mm. it's one of the most popular isn't it phobias or mm. the most that in the dentist for me. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh yes. And Danielle's, Danielle's father is a dentist. So, <laughs> wow. Don't go around there for dinner. <laughs> Flying and dentistry. Ah, it's like a nightmare <laughs> in real life. So, so oh yeah. I mean, no. I do actually. Once I've done it, if I'm if I'm being completely honest, once I've actually got over my anxiety and over that thought. I love it, and I love mm. being there, and I think it is the best feeling ever. So I don't, I, I do think it's wonderful. So, um, no, that's great. 
tell us about um, when you first came here, because you weren't yeah. expecting it to be a whole year at that point, were you? Well, I've only done, technically, it's not actually been a year, it's been six months. Oh, okay. It feels like a year, but it actually hasn't oh, been. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it, it feels like from then to now, it because of COVID, it does actually feel like a year. Yeah. Um. It was... I think because of COVID coming in, like, that, nothing was normal, even in my first, like, month here, isn't, like, anything like how it is now. So it's constantly changed. Like, we've yeah. done more all the time. I've never really known what the norm is, but it was quite nice to start with less learners yes, and then did have that be time, there with it, getting mm. bigger. Because I think one, I swear one day there was, like, 13? Yes, that mm. would have been during the big lockdown. Yeah. Mm. So, so we had the very, very, very vulnerable yeah. learners in which was... So it was actually nice to come in and have mm. them, especially with my one-to-one. Like, it was quite nice to have had time to just And you've worked ama- amazingly well. So obviously your one-to-one has presented with her own anxieties mm. um, and that has meant that she hasn't been able to come into school mm. and I mean she has been here in the physical sense mm. and you've had to sit outside uh, draped in many coats um, and having a hot a tea day. and uh, hot coffee p- while you sat in the rain um, and to try and encourage this learner to come into school who has now just performed in the school play mm. So you've gone from there to there. So I thought it was a year, but look what you've done for this person in six months. That's massive. Um, really, really, really good. Um, you know, so you, you've, you've, you've given her something. It's a shame, isn't it? You've got that relationship. She's aware that you're going. Um, I think it's nice because she's always known you're going, yeah. hasn't she? So since True, the beginning, yeah. we kind of set it up like mm. that, that it was going to be short term. Um, and... I think sometimes an, a really well well managed, mm. co-facilitated ending, which is what you've done mm. with this learner, can be as positive as you saying, because um, that learner now knows that that she built that trust with you, mm. Mm. Um, and and the possibilities, and that that yeah, could happen again, mm, and yeah. um, and over time, it's the same as you know in a primary school where you change your you you feel the like teacher. you fall in love with your teacher, yeah. don't you? And you'd never be okay without them, but then the next year you are, mm. and so hopefully it yeah. will be the same. She for... even sometimes like yesterday, she chose to be independent of me, so like I asked if she wanted to come with me, which she normally would have done every single other day. I was like, "Oh, do you want to stay here with your friends?" And she was like oh, well, I'll stay here and I'll come to you when I'm ready. Which is nice. And I was like, okay. Like, really? But like Nanny McPhee. Yeah. Like, I don't need you anymore. No, literally. I was like, oh, she doesn't need me. Oh, she can be But that's right. only because of what you've done. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. And seeing her in those rehearsals, it was amazing, wasn't it? Like, it was, yeah. A bit soft. It was, yeah, you did. You did yeah. get a bit soft, mm. as did I. It was just really emotional to see her yeah. kind of step completely out of this kind of comfort mm. zone, way beyond anything that I would have thought, um, you know, back when I was working with her before you were yeah. even here. It's amazing. It's Such great. I absolutely love it. So what was your school life, your early school life? What were your school experiences? Was it positive? Um, well, I remember, like, well, we moved to England from South Africa when I was, like, Four, so kind of like reception age I remember I couldn't speak English and I had a twin who wasn't in my class so I couldn't speak English and I was on my own for like the first time ever so at first we were like I remember being quite scared at school but 
it was okay and like everything i was always did relatively well and then in secondary school like i was deemed a clever child but i didn't necessarily do that well like i was well behaved like i did my work but i didn't wasn't like necessarily like thriving and because i have a twin i was always compared to my twin and i'm deemed the less intelligent twin <laughs> so it's not nice when you're always like reminded that you're the lesser brainy one but you have so many other gifts yeah we're very like i think i have unconventional smart moments <laughs> nothing you can put on a cv <laughs> no i'm joking but no I, d I don't look back at it and think i had the most amazing like there was lots of places where i think why did no one see that i could easily slip through because i was well behaved like mm. even when i chose my a-level subjects i changed them five times mm, because so I, di did I. I, did, I didn't know what i was doing like i was just winging it and no one like looked at like what i'd chosen and thought why does it look like this girl's lost no one mm. said it because i was like generally hard work what, what did you choose what did you choose interestingly I ended up doing um, PE, maths, biology, religious studies, and critical thinking. Sounds to me like you just wanted to know a bit about everything. Yeah, because I, I didn't really know what I was doing, and I at one point I chose psychology. I did it for a day, and I was like, no, this. Is, but I I didn't know like. Yeah, I know, I and I think that's quite normal. Was. I think that that is quite normal. I'm always very jealous of people who have this this strong mm. idea of where they want to go, yeah. and there are you know within, you know that sort of thing. I did. I chose music mm. A level because I thought this is great. I'd done it all the way through GCSEs, as you know. I play the what? What is it, Bo? Come on, the, um, <laughs> don't let me down. The tubals. No, <laughs> it is not. No, I'm oh, so sorry. What is it? It's if a trumpet. We, if we actually, if we, no, it's not the trumpet. Don't look at me. It's not, it's a trombone. Oh, no. If we go and meet Luke, he also plays the trombone. Don't say the tuba. No, I won't. I've no, practiced before that. Yeah, I make wouldn't, sure. I wouldn't want to mock anybody else. It's only you. <laughs> the so, trombone. Yes. I'll remember because it's like bow trombone. Do you think? Yeah. Okay, good. And um, then I went to do A level music. You did A level trombone. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> sorry. What did you? What did I did A level music. Okay. okay. So that covered the trumpet and the tuba <laughs> and the piano and the piano. I played the piano. I played in county orchestra actually. Anyway, two pianos in the school, and I've never heard her play. <laughs> Prove it. Ah. I'm so do you know what? Richard Claydeman just doesn't get up and play. And I'm not going to. You just have to be right. Flex the old fingers. There's a lot of warming up to be done before you... you just talk. imagine her lunging in the hall <laughs> before she... How to do a lunge. How to do a lunge. No. Prepare? But then when it became so... Te it became so rigid. And I thought, hmm. I thought you could just, like, compose your own things. I wanted the freedom and the creativity to do my own thing. So I stopped... Mm music and it was just because I was so disappointed mm. I think um but I think that's true I think at that particular point there's no real sort of stepping stone and it's that such a, an important transition isn't it between there and there um even if you don't really know what you want to do or what your next next mm. steps you know what the next steps are um yeah it's interesting really mm. interesting I think you have to make a lot of very important decisions like a bit too young with not very much life experience. Like I could be playing for the BBC Orchestra. Exactly. 
couldn't I? I mean, why do you look at me like that? Well, you looked at me so shocked. Well, I if I'd have chosen my career with my trombone, <laughs> I could have. Do you still have a trombone? No, I sold it. You sold that. But Freddie, who works, Rob, Chef Rob's wife, she also plays the trombone, and she has brought it in, and we have we have uh, played a tune. Um, you did a duet with with Freddie. Yeah. In school. Yeah. Is, Is there, there a recording? Any or? video of this? No. But it happened. It did happen because oh, she also... Just for the listeners, I will confirm that um, Jess, producer Jess, is nodding. So that means it is fact, mm. not just a Sarah exaggeration. Unfortunately, I can't, <laughs> yes, I can't do it. I've got a cold sore at the moment and it's never good <laughs> to uh, share a brass instrument mouthpiece. <laughs> Communities, Bo. And, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> TMI. So, Danielle, yeah. <laughs> you are leaving us today. It's your last day. Yes. And then are you going straight back up into the air? Um, well, I've been on furlough, so on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm really but trying to pull it back pull together. It, pull, it, pull yourself together. <laughs> Wonderful. No, so I can potentially start working on. Saturday, but they just haven't updated my roster yet. Oh my so gosh, so you could end up anywhere? Theoretically, yes. <laughs> Which is scary. It's very it's unnerving. It's really scary. It's very, like, I have no idea, like, apart from the fact that I have, like, a back-to-work online training tomorrow, I have no idea what the next month looks like, possibly. Wow. And is it always like that, or do you have Normally, that? you're supposed to find out around, like, the 17th of, like, so say I would normally forget COVID, would have found out the 17th what I'm doing for the whole of August right but you can normally bid for days off where you want to go like it doesn't always work but you have a bit of like a say we can try to anyway are you excited to go back I think yes but I prefer knowing what I'm doing mm. because it's very it, my brain struggles a little bit when I it's fine being a bit all over the place but when I don't even know how all over the place I'm gonna be of course. it makes it a bit and are you nervous about from a covid point of view no because i think i've already flown a bit during covid like i did quite a few like intense like india flights where you're full-on ppe head to toe all of it so i kind of know what it will be like and it'll probably be more chilled than that mm -hmm. so i think it's gonna be all right and i think people are excited to fly which <clears> makes <throat> everyone a little bit more chirpy anyway. yeah and grateful right yeah that they're actually able no, to get like out of the country i think so last time you gave them like a biscuit and water and they look like you've given them a million pounds you're like mm -hmm. oh don't give me a biscuit and water i need something stronger than that <laughs> next time my guy flew in and he was like do you have any beer i was like mm, no no beer. no beer sarah's had it all <laughs> <laughs> I've done some long haul flying and I um, I really don't like going to sleep because I've spent so much on this. I don't want to sleep through it. So I'm that person where all the lights go out, but I'm still watching every film like trying to. I'm that one person. So you enjoy getting to your holiday destination absolutely exhausted. Yeah. From your experience, <laughs> yeah, she does yeah. every time. They, I don't want to miss them coming round with like a, those little snacks. Oh, yeah, I don't want to miss the drinks, I don't want to miss the little cans. Oh, 
they're good. And the little mini wines. They're about two sips in them. I know, but I want it because I paid for it. So <laughs> I'm like the stingiest flyer. No sleeping. No sleeping for both. No. But then I haven't done a long haul with my children. So when probably sleeping. Having them over to crew. <laughs> Can you do that? No. Um, Is this a thing? Some people do. Having them like, over? Yeah, like oh. you kind of... Um, Okay. You kind of depends on who you get. Like sometimes you're like, yeah, go on, I'll have the kid for a little bit. Like I've had twins before where they're like they were really really small, and the parents were like, if if you want to hold them, like it's not like you can run away with them like you're on a plane. So yeah. They were very like they like being cuddled. So you could just pick up one of the twins and like go for a walk around the plane. Oh. I mean, you've hung out with my children. Would you take them on the long haul flight? If I, I think it'd be fun. Yeah. I think they'd have fun. They would. I think all children like see all like the little bits of the plane and they get all like excited like being able to touch everything so kids normally quite like it either that or they cry a lot in which case you take them on <laughs> and then back mm. okay well that's lovely it's well Dania lovely. I just want to say on behalf of everybody mm. um at Riverside Meadows Academy on behalf of the children and everything thank you so much for everything that you've done I know it won't be the last time that I see you um <clears throat> but it will be the last time i see you in school yeah um and i wish you all the very best on your flight thank you no thank and you for letting me into your school oh it's you've changed your... the way i think on quite a few things so oh oh that's lovely good. it's been lovely having you oh. and it, you're always welcome the door is always open as we say chef rob will cook you up something nice <laughs> To make you feel like you're in the Maldives once again. <laughs> to make us all feel he travels the world through the power of food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, lovely. Thanks, Danielle. Bye. Bye. Bye.